arrived. We are broadcasting Raw Live from my ass. Boom, boom. I'd rather watch two old women slap my ass. <laughs> Woo. That's as tough as a chunk of my ass. Here comes the biggest ass. The big man is back. Jim Ross. 350 pounds. Say hello to my ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest spectacle on earth. My ass. 30 men will enter. My ass. You know what I mean. The most important thing to a tag team is my ass. I totally agree with you, JR. Here you go, King. Kiss my ass. I wish you would jump on top of me, JR. It disgusts me to see my ass. My daughter's nursery rhymes are more aggressive than this. I can't help but look at the butt, JR. What? Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. Like the intro just said, the time has arrived. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's AEW Dynamite. I'm Pat. I am your champion, the glorious Robbie Rotten. I'm Ryan. Uh, I'm Joey. And so, yeah, it's Wednesday. means we're doing our weekly AW Dynamite coverage, so we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, first off, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and follow us over on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. Whew, I'm out of breath. And, uh, you know, all those links are, are down out in of the breath? description. Well, because I just went over to that house. It's hot out. I'm in, a, I'm in a sweater, and then I ran downstairs to get my drink. So, whew. What house? Because our landlord had an open house at the other – you know where we moved that refrigerator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he lives in Jersey City, but he's not down here. And so he needed us to go unlock it and lock it up, so I had to go do that uh, oh, this gosh. morning and then now. So I'll toss it over to Ryan, who has a new gimmick. Uh, <laughs> not yet. What do you mean, <laughs> not yet? <laughs> not yet. You'll... Jesus, you can't give me a break. My you God, I was just going to wa- drink some water. Um, real quick, we before we get started, just to give Pat a little bit of a break, uh, remember that uh, at the end of this, our little rundown of AEW, <laughs> we're actually going to go over our predictions for the two big tournaments uh, that have been announced uh, for the next, uh, I guess, few weeks of New Japan shows. So uh, New Japan announced mm-hmm. their New Japan of America shows. Uh, New Japan Strong, uh, and they are going to be doing a uh, New Japan Cup U.S. version. Uh, It's eight people, uh, and the winner of that gets a shot at Moxley's U.S. title. Uh, So we'll go through that. Uh, Why why don't we do that while we're talking about it? I mean, we can do that. Is everybody ready? I know that no, yes. but like I don't think I'm ever going to be ready for the tag tournament. All right, so. well, I'm ready. okay, so uh, yeah, so I'm ready I'll for take, the cup. I'll take All back right. over. I'm I'm good. I've had my water. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, the summer struggle sh- uh, tour continues tomorrow or today, whenever you're listening to this, depending on when I get it posted. And uh, it starts our our ba- our first tournament, which is the tournament to crown the you know the vacated never open weight uh, six man belts since mm-hmm. uh, Lij vacated them. And so, do we want to do the tag tournament first or the New Japan Cup first? It doesn't matter. Yeah, Rob, which one do you want to do first? I'll let you pick you know some champ. Um, yeah, champ's advantage. Let's uh, let's get the pain out of the way and let's just do the tag tournament. All right, so we'll do the since tag that does come first. first. Yeah, so. fair. It does come yeah. first. That also does make sense. Um, real quick, these predictions aren't for anything besides bragging rights between the four of us. So, uh, no punishment for this. Though SummerSlam's coming up, 
and so is I don't think we'll do predictions. We might do predictions for Takeover. Who knows? But SummerSlam, nah, uh, the SummerSlam. stadium show for struggle, the Summer Struggle, and then All Out are all coming up soon. So yeah, uh, we will have predictions for all of those, and we might have, we'll probably still have predictions for Takeover. Just yeah. won't, we won't finish. Uh, SummerSlam will definitely be for the title. Jingu Stadium is up in the air. Yeah, it depends on double what or nothing is. or uh, all out. I mean, all all out, out will definitely be for the title as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we'll have predictions for all those. So, you know, if you, like I said at the beginning, uh, while I was struggling to breathe, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to listen to Spotify. You just driven your car. No, it's fine. It's whatever. Anyway, let's talk about this tournament. Uh, if you, if you want to, if you want to listen to our AEW review, I will put it like a timestamp or I'll try, if I remember, I'll put a timestamp in the episode description. So if you're not a new Japan fan and just want to hear AEW, just skip on over. Uh, but yeah, so up first, uh, the first night of this tournament, which is uh, the 6th of August, we have our two tournament matches being uh, Toriano, uh, Okada, and Sho for Gato, Yujiro, and Gato. And then the other one is Sonata, Shingo, and Bushi versus El Desperado, Suzuki, and Doki. So first up, we will do the first one, which is Chaos versus uh i'll go first here just so i'll start us off differently i'm gonna take uh chaos i'm taking yano okada and show uh i just can't really see jado making it past the first round <laughs> yeah man uh this is like the worst team i've ever seen that that okay that bullet club team is just horrendous so it's... but to be fair you or yano's on that uh on that chaos team he could totally take a pin he there. could but i think chaos has to win yeah, there's, there's like everybody on this Bullet Club team can take a pin. Whereas yeah. only I only see one person. Dude, on that's what I'm saying. They're all terrible. It's, it's just. But not... who, who knows? It's possible. It's, it shouldn't be, but it is. Yeah. But uh, it's chaos for me. Okay, Ryan. Yeah, uh, I'm going chaos as well. Um, I think that uh, I don't agree that everybody on the Bullet Club team is terrible. I will continue to say that I am a Yujiro oh, hey, fan. I, I praised Yujiro um, in his match with Okada, but he's yeah. just not like... He's, he's not top not tier. Yeah. No. Uh, um, I don't know. He hasn't impressed me at all. he's still quite enjoyable to me. Yeah, um, especially because of his theme song, right? Absolutely. Harlem Knights, oh, yes, absolute baby. banger. Uh, no, it's if you have ears, it is not a banger. It is a clash of different musical styles it just hurts the ears to listen it to. is the definition of a perfect chef's you know i will only say this is a fact they only like it because of the moaning no absolutely no, not you take the moans out and it's it's actually better no i bet I if the moaning like, was gone I they like would that hate it. it fits his character i mean yeah it, it does 100 percent fit his character but no like like i said it would be better without the moaning uh, but still banger no. Uh, and I think that Jade is taking the pin. Yeah, okay. she should. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, Joey, do you want to give us your picks, buddy? Yeah. Um, I'm going with uh, Bullet Club. I knew actually. he would. Oh, I knew he was. Uh, I knew it. The upset. Um, uh, Christ, they're not going to go far. Absolutely at all. Uh, but I can see that this. Uh, I could definitely see Yano taking the pin. Um, yeah, so I'm just gonna go with Bullet Club. That's gonna be my bold pick from 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 this. I hope every oh, okay. pick is a bold pick. Do you do you think nah. Jado? Do you think Jado, uh, Jado picks up the pin for his team? No, absolutely not. If, if <laughs> anyone's should. gonna take the, if anyone's gonna get the pin, it's gonna be uh, uh, what's his name? 
Udrio. Udrio. The guy Udrio. you just praised and said is your favorite yeah. with a favorite theme ever. Yep. <laughs> Udrio. Um, I never right. said that. Yes, you did. So, I heard it. While we're here, <laughs> I would also like to point out that uh, I think that uh, the Okada versus Jado slash Bullet Club feud. Gato. Uh, Gato. Gato. Whatever. The, they're all the same people. Um, also, I want to point out. Oh, I agree. Pass this. I also want to point out that they're going to cheat to win. I mean, uh, yeah. that's I mean that's possible. That's if right. they're going to win, they're they're going to have to cheat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's no way they win clean. Um, up next, we have. I just want to say all that they needed to do to make this more uh, viable is take Jado out and put Dick Togo out uh, in his place. And yes, a hundred percent. That would have given Dick something to do, and it would have also just taken Jado out of a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, our next matchup we have here is the Lij team versus Suzuki Goon. Um, so Rob, you can you can pick for us on this one since I went first. Uh, I'm going to take the upset here, actually, and I'm going to say that Suzuki Goon wins this match, pinning probably. I mean, it could be Sonata, it could be anybody, I guess, but I think Suzuki Goon's going to win this one, especially since Lij were the champions already. I don't think they need to go far in the tournament. Yeah, uh, Rob, you are not alone in this pick. I have Suzuki Goon winning this as well. And I have Shingo Takage taking the pin uh, to set up his match at uh, Oh, but my bullet Jingu. club pick was ridiculous. Okay. Uh, and, and the reason, the reason that no, is because... That. The boyhood dream no, will be revealed. No, no. Cancel him. As Minoru Suzuki will pin uh, Shingo and set up their blast match or whatever they're calling it. Oh, I thought he was going to say Doki. No, I would love Doki. Oh, you get a, you get a pass I want to see it, but no, it's, it's going to be Suzuki. Yeah, I could see that. All right, well, Joey, it's your turn, buddy. You should know the order. Um, I'm looking at this, oh and God. I'm going to go with uh, L.I.J. Uh, I think Doki's taking the pin. I mean, that's fair. I yeah. just, I don't He's know. He's the weakest person in the match. Yeah, You're that's, not wrong. that's, there's no arguing that. You're not yep. wrong. Go ahead, Pat. Um, yeah, I'm also taking Suzuki-Goon here, and I am also in the exact same boat as Ryan. I think Shingo's taking the pin here. I say, I think Suzuki pins him, and I think that's your, that's your uh, stadium match. That would be so, nice. Again, could also be wrong, and it could be some wild outside pick like we, we discussed prior to this uh, pay-per-view. Um, so, yeah, who knows? Could, you know what? Could I, be like, I like that you guys aren't agreeing with me. Because if I get it right, it makes you guys look like the fools. I don't think anyone looks like a fool here because this is this, really this, hard. Well, then, it just, it, then it would just make me look good. Yeah, that's fair. Next, we move over to the right side of the bracket. We have the team that I have dubbed the uh, what I what I write them down in my predictions. Uh, <laughs> the Golden Grandmaster Aces got working on <laughs> well uh, the GGA uh, versus Suzuki Goon Team Two, which is uh, ZSJ Taichi and Kanemaru. And then our other match over here is Hanma Makabe Taguchi versus Ishii Goto and everybody's favorite Yoshihashi. So yeah. Uh, who was up next? Ryan, you get to pick first for this one. Uh, So I also have interesting names written down for this side of the bracket. Um, So we've got Golden Ace Wado versus the Drunken Techers. 
Um, and I've got the like Drunken it. Techers uh, winning this one uh, due to the little, uh, impl- well, the major implications that Ibushi is getting tired of Tanahashi's shit. Uh, crap, my bad. Uh, I thought that was... Uh, no, you can, say, you can say shit. We say shit, just don't... Yeah, don't you're right. I think, uh, uh, I think my prediction looking. is this is going to be the best match of the, of the first round. Oh, agreed. Um, Absolutely. Um, I yeah, I would say so. I think that uh, the only person the I think that uh, Tanahashi is going to get pinned, um, and I think this is actually going to or yeah, I think that Tanahashi is going to get pinned, and I think that uh, this will officially uh, have the blow up of Ibushi uh, on Tanahashi. Did Tanahashi get pinned uh, earlier this week or last week? I didn't actually watch. I just I don't remember aftermath. if he got pinned. I don't think he got pinned. I'm pretty sure they had a young line on their team. Because I know they lost, and Ibushi showed some frustration with Tanahashi. Yes. So. Yeah. No. Uh, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, Tanahashi was getting beaten up on the outside. Okay. Fair. And yeah. Joey Joseph. Joey, um, Joey needs to just be like slapped in the face with my nuts. I'm gonna be oh, wait. A okay, uh, I'm going with uh, I'm going with uh, the Grandmasters team uh, on this one. Uh, I don't think it's gonna explode just yet. Um, I also don't see a reason why the tag champs need to win a, tor- a tournament match for the other tag championships. Uh, so yeah, that's my that's my theory. Okay, so that's I'm gonna. Fair. I'm going to be taking the uh, the GGA here. Uh, I think that they win over the Techers and Kanemaru, and mm-hmm. then they officially challenge for the belts at the stadium show, and then I think they lose there, and then the blow-up happens. But I think they'll uh, win yeah. here. I think that's how I would do it. Um, so that that's my prediction. Yeah, I can't see uh, them blowing, blowing it up. Like, yeah, I think that's fair. I think they'll win this match. This is a tough one as well. But I do think they will win this the G G A G W C G C W's uh of America of Japan will win this match. And um yeah, they'll go on to the next round. And I think yeah, they'll blow up after summer struggle or you know, at the stadium match. Yeah. And give Abushi a singles push, please. A heel singles push. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, I just hope that once Ibushi and Tanahashi are out of this tag division, that they still continue to push it and maybe put some more tag teams together because it desperately needs it. So we shall sure. see. Uh, and then our other, our final first round match we have is Hanma Makabe and Taguchi versus Ishii Goto and Yoshihashi. Uh, Joey, you get to pick first for this one, buddy. Uh, yeah, I'm going with uh, Yoshihashi's team. Um, okay. I mean, that's. Pretty pretty much it, honestly. Um, I think they have the stronger team with uh, Goto and Ishii. Um, and yeah. So. Uh, pretty much same reasoning for me. I'm taking Ishii, Goto, and Yoshihashi as well. Uh, that, just, that makes three of us. Uh, I think Ishii is going to push them over the top here. Ryan, are you going to do the wild card pick for us? Uh, Chaos is going to beat the really old men team. The dad brigade. Taguchi's not. Called. I mean, Taguchi's older. He's not like yeah, super it, old. Yeah, it's chaos. Chaos two uh, will be uh, old man team. That's Fair that's enough. that's my right side team names. I like it. All right, on to round two. 
which we have here. So this is going to be the winner of Chaos versus Bullet Club facing off against the winner of Lij uh, versus Suzuki Goon. So I'm up for this one. So my match would be Chaos versus Suzuki Goon. I have Suzuki Goon winning this. Um, I think that the Suzuki Goon guys are going to the finals. That's that's all I gotta say. Uh, we have the same same uh, semifinal match, and I have the same result. Nice. I also have Suzuki Goon going. Yeah, I, I think the only thing that holds me back on this is that Doki's on that team, so at any point know, this man could be I pinned. Know, I know. But Suzuki and Desperado are there, and they're both getting pushes right now. So I'm hopeful. Yes. Yeah. So that's not happening. Um, oh boy. So, Chaos number one, team one, is going to win against Suzuki Goon. Suzuki is the only person that matters on Suzuki Goon 2, or Suzuki Goon uh, team here. Uh, and he already has his match set up, so he can start going after Shingo at the rest of the Summer Struggle shows. Um, Okada, nothing going on right now. Yano has nothing going on right now. And... Who's the other person on their team? Show. Show. Really doesn't have show and Show really need like he he's going to be getting the singles push of his life right now, but he needs a title that actually like means something I think right now other than him just holding on to one half of the tag I team mean, titles for the 9 six months. Man, the six man titles don't really matter that much. Oh my god, I mean, they're going to be the, they they are going to be a, they are going to be like the only tag titles that matter at this point. Um, why, why don't the dangerous techers tag titles you'll, matter? You'll, I, I don't don't matter. Don't matter. Um, they don't matter. Uh, you having a stroke my, over there? They True. Don't matter. True. My, my, my don't idea. matter. Don't matter. Um, so chaos. <laughs> the wins. Has Okada. <laughs> Okada can pin literally off any of these three people. Other well, the two people other than uh, Mister. I mean, Mimoro. it would obviously be Doki because you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I've got chaos going, chaos one team going. Okay, thank you. Okay, uh, so so we're doing we're just doing the left side of the bracket right now. Yes, yeah. it's the left side. Okay, uh, yeah, I just I have Lij over Bullet Club. Since we, uh... Okay, so you have yeah. I, well, I have to, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, interesting. All right, we'll uh, be on so the finals. We have three different teams going to the finals. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's very at least it's not everybody choosing the same person. Yeah. Uh over on the right side, uh Robbie to start us off for this one. Uh yeah, I have uh what did I have? I have the the GCWGAGACs <laughs> of America of Japan, Ibushi Tanahashi Wado uh against uh Chaos Part 2 and I have Chaos Part 2 going to the finals. Uh, okay. I think that's pretty bold, but it's going to happen. Ryan uh, I have the drunken techers moving on um, just because I think that you really want to keep this team strong. I think Kanemaru uh, is eventually going to be somebody that you could line up for uh, a push for the junior title by himself. Um, I don't think he's going to beat Hiromu or Dick Togo or Ishimori or whoever has it. Um, but I think Kanemaru deserves a little bit of a push here um, just because the junior division needs some boost. Um, but I also think that the dangerous techers uh, need to get another big win uh, 
and having the, a big win against uh, Ishii and Co. would uh, be a, a good pickup for them. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going um, Yoshihashi's team over uh, Wado's team, and they'll be going to the finals. Okay, I'm not the only one then. Uh, yeah, and so for me, I also have Chaos picking up the win here. Oh, I have wow. Chaos beating GGA and going to the finals. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's, nice. that's all of us, right? Yeah. 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 All right. So then we go to our finals, right? Finals. Yep. yep. So let's finals. Find find out out who yeah, Ryan, you get to, you get to start us off. So this is where I am debuting my new gimmick of random wrestling fact slash random sport facts slash random fact of life. And that is who I am choosing for this title. And it is chaos 1.0. And the reason that is, is because Mr. Okada has never won a tag team title in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He never won a regular two-man tag. He's never won a three-man tag, six-man tag, whatever you want to call these belts. Um, and I think this is where he gets it. He's all, the only belt that he has under his belt uh, is the, uh, the main one. Interesting fact. Um, and uh, he's got G1 Climax wins. He's got New Japan Cups. He's got best bout, best wrestler in the world. Um, I think this uh, will give him something to do. I've already made it clear that I do not think he's going to win the King of Pro Wrestling thing. Um, I think he'll at least be in it, though. Yeah, he'll be in it, but I th- don't think he's going to win it. Uh, and so this gives him something uh, other to do, uh, keep him occupied. I feel like in theory, though, they're going to defend these titles at Summer Struggle. So he's going to have to have, I don't know, I feel like he'd be in whatever matches at Summer Struggle, even if he doesn't I win. don't think they're going to be defending the, su- the Summer Struggle all the time. I don't I mean, think the six-man the six the, belts are, are pretty regularly defended, so I think that Rob's on to something. I think that these titles might be on the line at the stadium show. Oh, you mean yeah. you met the stadium show, not yeah, the yeah. I think core. no, no. Uh, I think they'll be defended at the stadium show, and I think Okada will be in whatever. Oh, I don't think I don't King think be, I don't think Okada's going to be in the final. Oh, I definitely do. I oh. don't know if he'll win, but I think he'll definitely be in the final. Nope. Well, I've that's got, a that's a bold prediction. That's my bold prediction. One. I think that the, I think it was a red herring to have him announce this title. I this really, whole I I disagree quite quite. I, res- I, res- I respect where Ryan. I mean, I'm not saying it's. Wrong, I see where he's I just going. I think from. that's my opinion. Anyway, Joey, you're up, buddy. What's your finals? Um, the final it's going to be Yoshihashi's team picking up the win over Lij, and Yoshihashi will win his first ever championship in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Funny you say that because I have Team Yoshihashi beating Suzuki Goon here. I uh, do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think that out of all the teams here, these guys have the least going on pretty much elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like you can and that's Ishii and Goto there who are solid and Yoshihashi yeah, very had a good showing in the New Japan Cup before his injury. So mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they have these guys win. Uh, my reasoning would be uh, Ishii has been a real standout of the tournament and of the, uh, you know, the COVID era. So I think that's going to be a big reward for him. Goto seems to be like a favorite 
just they seem to really like him, so why not? And you know what? Yoshihashi has been doing pretty well too. It'll be his first title. And yeah, I just that's what I see happening. We're probably wrong. It's probably gonna be like it's probably gonna be Bullet Club, just to, just because. But yeah, why not? That's what I think is gonna happen. Yeah, it's Jay does actually a red herring, and tonight Jay White's coming out to replace him, and we're oh. all gonna be fucked. Yeah. Um. All right. So that is our predictions for the never open weight six man uh, tournament. Now we move on quickly to the New Japan Cup 2020 USA, the first ever New Japan Cup in the U.S. Uh, it's only eight people, so this should go by pretty quickly. Um, but is everybody ready? Everybody yeah, has their predictions? Absolutely. Yep. All right. So uh, we start off with Carl Fredericks versus Kenta, which was supposed to happen in the actual New Japan Cup, but now it's happening in this. Uh, Rob, you can start us off. Kenta. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming your reasoning is just because it's Kenta. It's Kenta. He's, you know, Carl Fredericks is solid. Uh, he showed a lot of a lot of promise in uh, Lions Break Collision, and I think he has a bright future. But it's Kenta's time to win uh, this match. So fair enough. I Ryan. am. I am going with uh, Kenta, aka Lil K, okay. uh, solely because he's dubbed himself Lil K, uh, and also the fact that he looks like he just got off the worst bender of his career. Um, I'm also going with Kenta. Uh, part of me wants to go with Carl Fredericks here just because, like, they've been pushing him on these lines break shows. I so, thought like, about it. They've, they've built him as up well. pretty nice, and him getting an upset here isn't totally out of the realm of possibility, but this Kenta's first match back. I'm going to go with Kenta. Um, so up next on the left side of the bracket, we have Jeff Cobb versus Tongaloa. Ryan. I've got Jeff Cobb. I don't see them... Push, doing Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. Um, yeah, that's fair. I mean, hey, man, Carl Fredericks could win. Um, Joey? Yeah, I'm also going with Jeff Cobb. Uh, I, too, am going for Jeff Cobb. Tongaloa is, I just don't see a win. Jeff, yep, the that makes four of us. Uh, again, Jeff Cobb looked great in Lions Break Collision. I know he's not a young lion. But, uh, yeah, he looked really good during yeah, those uh, four weeks. And I think they're gearing him up for something of a push. And he's going to win this match. Tongaloa, from what I've seen in the New Japan game, he just looks like a goofball. So. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, and then on our right side of the bracket, we have David Finley versus Chase Owens. Joey? I'm going to go with David Finley. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't really know much about David Finley or any of like the non-Japanese guys, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with David Finley. I know that he's, isn't he Fit Finley's son, right? Yes, yeah. yep. And he loves uh, the fuck. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa buddy. Didn't Chase Owens, How do you like, know? Kind of already, <laughs> didn't Chase Owens have a U.S. title opportunity, like, not recently, but like, ever? In the past, yes. In the past, he okay. Has, he has a title shot in the past. Um, I'm going to be taking David. Research. Yeah, I'm going to be taking David Finley here. Uh, I just mm-hmm. don't really see Chase Owens picking up a win here. David uh, Finley is my is my answer as well. I have a feeling Ryan's taking Chase Owens. David Finley is my choice as well. Uh, I think that the again, the, my thing was the fact that they had him on after. Uh, yeah, that's after, fair. Uh, he definitely to seems help to be a prominent up. man for uh, this tournament. And since Juice is injured. 
Uh, we don't know how long he's injured for, what his injury is. We just know he's injured. Um, I feel like this is, if it is a injury that's going to keep him out for a bit, uh, it'll give David Finley a chance to like show off his singles ability because I've enough. never seen him in a singles match before. True. That's a good point. And then our last match of the first round, we have Brody King returning to New Japan uh, versus Tamatanga. I am going to take my pick here. I'm going to take Tamatanga. Uh, yeah, um, that's just I. I just kind of feel like again, Brody King is cool. Uh, he's cool in RH, and he's made a couple appearances sporadically. But I kind of think that Tamatanga obviously is the bigger New Japan star, and so he'll probably get the win here. Obviously, could be wrong. Brody King could get the upset, but I'm taking Tamatanga. Uh, I agree. I have no idea who, Ta- who uh, Brody Brody King is, so I'm going with Tamatanga. He's another Bullet Club star. Uh, go for it. Why not? I am going Brody King. Um, he was actually the one person that I was like, oh, wow, this guy. Uh, surprised he's in this tournament. Uh, once I heard who was in America, uh, didn't think that was happening. Um, and his promo announcing that like he was like a free agent, I thought was really, really good that he put, put out on YouTube and Twitter and stuff. Uh, it's like a two minute promo of him talking about like what he wants to do. Uh, and then he dropped this promo about why he's going to win this tournament. And it was hot garbage. Um, <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe he's not going to win. But then I was like, now nah, they're hyping up Tamatanga and beardless Tamatanga at that. Um, a little too much, and it bothered me. I love Tamatanga, but nah, uh, he's he's a he's a tag team guy. I saw him wrestle uh, Joey Janela at Six Flags Great Adventure for the GCW Championship and win. So wait, Tamatanga won. Thing. Yep. Wow, I did not know that. Yep. Cool. Um, um I went. Yeah, I went back and forth on this one, to be honest. Um. But I am going, this is hard, but I'm going to go with Brody King as well. Um, I just think maybe it's uh, time that he makes a statement. Cool. I'm happy that we, at least in the first round, we have one match where we're all split on. Yeah. Um, So that's nice. Can't wait for us all to agree on everything else. (laughs) It's a possibility. Round two, we go to the left side of the bracket. So winner of Fredericks and Kenta faces off the winner of Cobb and Tonga Loa. Uh, who set to start us off? Is it me again? Or is it's Joey. Joey. It's me. Joey. Uh, I got Kenta over Jeff Cobb. Um, okay. Just because it's Kenta. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I'm also going to take Kenta over Jeff Cobb. I guess the bigger draw. Again, it's also a possibility. This is Jeff Cobb is kind of a wild card here. Because, again, the winner of this, we didn't mention it, but the winner of this face is Moxley for the U.S. title. Correct. And Jeff Cobb and Moxley already have history pre-built in from AEW. And if New Japan is running this and that they've gotten, like, a cool like, okay thing from uh, AEW that they're going to have Moxley come over and drop the belt, Jeff Cobb also kind of makes sense here. So, uh, But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Kenta. So, Yeah, I think I will also take Kenta. Uh, I think it should be a fun match. I think both guys are solid ring workers, and I think it'll be hard hitting, but it's going to be Kenta. Yeah, I've got Lil K advancing um, solely because I think that the winner of this tournament has to be 
a heel to take it off of uh, Moxley since Moxley's pretty much a baby face. Um, and I think Kenta is possibly that man. Okay. Joey? Um, did I already go? So you yes, did already you go. Did. On <laughs> 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 our right side of the bracket. Which is, is you, Pat. Uh, <laughs> uh, right side of the bracket is the winner of David Finley and Chase Owens versus the winner of Brody King and Tama Tonga. Want me to repeat it just so it's clear? Like No, I think we okay. all chose Kenta. Right. I think it's okay. okay. Um, so for me, my semifinal is David Finley and, uh, and Tama Tonga. I'm going I'm to take David Finley. Uh, yeah, we have the same semifinal and we have the same final because I'm also taking David Finley. Uh, I have David Finley versus Brody King. And I have David Finley moving on, uh, just because I feel like him and Kenta will be a good ma- matchup. Um, I got David Finley and Brody King in my semis, and I am going with David Finley because he loves to fight. Oh, so we have we all have the exact <laughs> same final. So Kenta yep. versus yeah, and I'm gonna be honest. And... I think we all have Kenta winning. Oh, I, as soon as they announced this, I saw the yes. bracket. I said, oh, Kenta's winning. You guys yep. can all attest. Uh, yep. And I think that's the right choice. Kenta and Moxley have never faced, yeah, to as my far as I knowledge. Know. Yeah. And uh, I think it'll be a, a good match. I think it'll be exactly what that title needs, especially if you get it off of Moxley and into Bullet Club, where they seem to be putting most of the titles right now. So, uh, yeah, not most of them, but... Put another major title on Bullet Club. Why not? Yeah, that's fair enough. Ryan, do you want to share your things why you chose Kenta? Um, I think that uh, Kenta is the biggest star in New Japan of America uh, currently. Um, And I think that the money match is him versus Moxley. uh, And that way that if they do end up going back... uh, and bringing that title over to the U, uh, to Japan, um, they can use uh, Kenta to do that. Bring it over with Bullet Club gives Bullet Club another big title, um, and it also is basically the top three big titles are now in Bullet Club's hands uh, when Kenta beats Moxley. Fair, fair, fair. Joe, you want to share anything? Um, yeah, I actually am not choosing Kenta. Oh, uh, I don't, shit. I never said I was choosing Kenta. That, that is um, fair. You didn't... I am going to go with David Finley um, wow. with the upset. Um, I think it would uh, cause chaos. Uh-huh. Um, oh, another chaos? They're already in faction, though. Every, what? I said it would cause chaos. Yeah, he, there were... he was making a joke. Boo. Ah. Boo. But yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with the bold pick and go with David Finley because why not? Because anything can happen, in my opinion. But I'm sure Kenta will probably win. But I want to follow my heart and I want to follow my gut instinct and my first pick, and I'm gonna go with David Finley. Fair enough. Okay, fair. Sure. Wow. Well, look at you. Um, so yeah. So that's our uh, that is our predictions for these two tournaments again. The Summer Struggle one begins, or sorry, the Never Open Weight one begins on the Summer Struggle Tour uh, tomorrow or today. It basically yeah, begins in like, what, seven hours, something yeah. like that. So that's the thing. We'll have result coverage. I don't think we're going to do straight up reviews for these shows, but 
we'll talk about results on whatever, either Impact or Dynamite episodes. And then obviously we'll have coverage for the stadium show at the end of the month. So keep out an eye for that. Oh, also we'll probably have some reviews maybe for the New Japan Cup of, of the USA. So maybe we'll go yeah. over results on that. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Just keep a, keep an eye on our podcast feed. Again, subscribe wherever you listen to it. Anchor. Yes, please. Apple, it's free. Spotify. It's free. If you don't, like our, con- if you don't like our content, you can always unsubscribe. And even no, if you don't you, like our content, you free. Can, you can, yeah, you can keep subscribed and just never listen to it. I yeah, can't, for all I, you WWE marks that uh, hate us for not covering WWE, so uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if they would hate us, but I mean, they it's should. possible. There's well, the wrestling fans are toxic, so if they see we're not covering WWE, they might come to our house and kill us. Yeah, facts, I mean, they so should. They're they're getting retribution. Hey, eventually uh, we are going to cover WWE. It may, I'm sure it's I. I yeah, it's I not going to be you guys. Won't. It's not going to be. We know. Us. It's we know. Be... You guys are haters. You hate WWE. Products not for you. That's it. Okay. It's going to be Rob we and an AI we that it. we're creating. Uh, it's going to be him and Jake Petrillo. I'll find somebody. I'll Jake find the show. My WWE soulmate, and we will yeah, talk. Rob's about it. A, Rob's taken the Sean Spears route from a couple months ago when he was doing the partner for Spears gimmick. Yeah, um, yes, exactly. partner. For, yes. So if you if Ryan. you personally think that you love WWE and you want to talk about it, uh, if you're if for some reason you're listening to this podcast, this we're just talking about new invitation. Yeah, despite us just talking about New Japan for the past forty minutes, uh, you know, maybe maybe you just got curious and you stumbled upon this and you're still here. If you've ever wanted to hey, do a podcast, you know what though. I like I I like New Japan. I like AEW. No, I'm I just like saying WWE. that just like somebody that just why can't only you like watches... them all? I don't no, you see can. why not. You can. It's possible. I'm just saying that a, a, like a typical. I feel like a typical like WWE fan for the most part probably doesn't watch New Japan, and uh, and so they like probably casual, wouldn't sit here yeah, exactly. Great. They wouldn't sit here for 40 minutes and listen to New Japan predictions. They also probably wouldn't know enough about WWE though if they're just a casual fan just flipping. Oh, you in know every... who we should get. We should get the Roman Reigns lady that sat next to Angelo at Raw that one time. Yes. I bet you could have some really in-depth conversations with her that all resolve around people I, and Roman Reigns. I, I'm just saying, yeah. you never know. Angelo might want to hop in on that. He likes podcasts. Uh, well, yeah. to be fair, Angelo did say his schedule is going to become busier, but that might prevent him from impact. So maybe it'll open him up for WWE. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, keep an eye out. This probably fall, I would assume that this would probably start up. We'll probably have coverage for Raw and SmackDown on the podcast feeds. Yes, so. definitely. Eventually. Eventually. And again, if you, for some reason, are a podcaster listening to this or somebody who's always wanted to be a podcast, and especially if your name's Reggie, uh, DM Rob with a picture of your license and registration for your car and yep. also your social security. Number. And I'll steal your identity. Exactly. Anyway, we also have AEW to talk about, so we're going to do that. Yes, sir. So, yeah, uh, we still got AEW to cover. Uh, it was a pretty I'm, bad show, well, to be no, before we Before we do that, uh, we didn't do news at the beginning of the episode. And I don't know if there's anything really news. Pat McAfee about. turned heel. Pat no, I don't think he heel. turned heel. Pat McAfee attacked Adam Cole on NXT. Uh, also, yeah, Dexter Adam Loomis Cole was is... getting pushed, taken away by security. And McAfee uh, t- uh, took a cheap shot at him and then punt kicked him. My you only comment on yeah. that is. Well, he's that, a punter. Again, yeah. My, yeah, that's that's cool that he's in the punt. That makes sense. Um, yeah. My yeah. only problem with it is that they had posted on social media like hours before the show saying, hey, we kissed and made up. And then on the show, they're just like, no. Um, they try to bamboo. No, that's fine. Well, well to I'm, be I'm totally fair, from what yeah, I, to be fair, they they always from what it that. seems is it was that they made up and Cole was fine with them. 
And but then, McAfee wasn't. Yeah, McAfee yeah. wasn't. And I'm still. That, yeah, I don't know. I'm still very confused about it, though. That's like, just like wrestling 101. They do that shit. All no, time. but I'm I, not that. But like the story they're trying. Why is Pat McAfee so upset that Adam Cole? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, this doesn't do anything for anyone. I don't well, know. See, like, I, it, I don't it, have it, it, I, I, I'm interested in Pat McAfee wrestling. Issue. It doesn't help like, any don't see Why don't you guys just wait this. and see? Wait and well, see. No, but no, I'm, I'm it's good. Not, it's not, again, it's not that I'm not interested in That's the problem in the match. with wrestling it's, fans nowadays. Can't again, it's not, that, it's not that eh. I'm not interested in the, the match. It's that the storyline just doesn't make much sense to me. And I don't think I have to wait and see for that because I'm I'm seeing it play out now. And it just it still doesn't make sense to me. So I'm actually going to go on the defensive here for this story. Again, I'm not, I'm not attacking it. I'm just no, saying no, it doesn't no, make I sense. I, I, I'm just going to defend it real quick. Uh, and I think that the reason that they're going this way is McAfee has kind of been the heel this entire time. Um, he brought Cole onto his sh- show, uh, and then just literally be- he belittled. Shit. Yeah, he basically yeah, he just belittled him. Cole the entire time, like in like a that you're not that good of a wrestler. Yeah. Like all of your defenses, the only reason you held on to the title this long was because of Undisputed Era. He, he kept on uh, talking he, about his size. He, yeah, he said that you, you don't have the size to be a good wrestler um, and talked about how he, need, he, like, he needs to bulk up. Uh, he said that the only reason that he's been a success is because he has three guys to back him up when normal wrestlers can do it themselves. Uh, so, like, he's literally been the heel, and Cole, like, flipped out on him for, a, like, what I... If yeah, I and that's a, I think that's a respect that makes sense of why you would flip out on him. But why would so what why you're would telling Pat McAfee? Me. But why would Pat McAfee accept an invitation just to beat up a guy? Because like Pat McAfee's intentions here were, I'm going to call you out on my show. You're then he flips like he wasn't counting on Adam Cole to flip out, or maybe he was. And then he's like, Oh, Triple H is going to invite me to the show so I can beat him up. Why didn't he beat him up on his show? Um, because that would look weird. And him just yeah, randomly, it's, like, it's also it's also okay, but him him belittling a person, a, him belittling one is, of his guests isn't his weird. Show, his show is also is a video show, so him getting up and beating up somebody but on there's radio, video, but like there's video right, footage but, of this. But most people listen to it; they okay, don't but, watch okay, it. Okay, but even so, you you say that 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 would look bad. Him belittling one of his guests just uh, like I mean, he does that a lot. Like even Triple H when Triple H went on his show pointed out that that's what McAfee does is he just, he tries to push people's buttons and he knows how to push uh, Cole's buttons because they've got into it before. At well, NXT then that doesn't shows. make him, well, that doesn't make him seem like a heel. That just seems like it's his gimmick for how he tries to get reactions out of people. If that's what you're saying, his radio show is about, that doesn't make him seem like a I mean, that seems like Adam Cole should have known what he was getting into when he went on there because Adam Cole himself is a heel. And pa- what Pat McAfee called him out for is all legitimate like, things you can say. Like, Adam Cole, the majority of his title reign, besides like the gimmick matches he had with Gargano, the reasons he kept his title was because of Undisputed Era. He was being a heel that hid behind other people. So I don't really think that Pat McAfee calling him out for that is him being a heel. I, think I mean, if you're saying, saying that, that the only reason – or saying that he doesn't have the size to be a good wrestler – and that's why I he, mean on main roster in WWE, that's like but, if Adam Cole goes up to main NXT, roster, NXT is its own thing. Like you don't have to go up. Like that's why Gargano, most people go up. <laughs> most people do. Not everybody. But Gargano, you're also saying like, that. A lot I look at Daniel Bryan. Staying down. Daniel Bryan. If you put Daniel Bryan next to Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan looks much bigger. He's more muscular and he's still taller. 
And Adam Cole was, you know, he had that short stint before Summer Survivor Series last year, and he was a killer. He beat everybody. So, but again, they were also pushing NXT to try and also, get viewers. You on there. When you look at like main roster call ups for NXT, everybody doesn't always do that great compared to how they did in NXT. No, not always. Like, are you supposed to make me believe that like Big Heel Adam Cole, longest reigning NXT champion, is going to be bullied by a former NFL punter? Like, am I supposed to, like, that just makes somebody, sense. Somebody who's never wrestled. And Adam Cole's supposed to be this guy who's, like, a tough guy. And for the most part on NXT, people don't get under Adam Cole's skin. So he goes on this radio show where, again, you would assume, because he knows Pat McAfee and has had several interactions with the guy on WWE media before, that he would go on here knowing what he's getting. Because, again, as Ryan said, Pat McAfee's thing is that apparently he belittles people and tries to get under their skin. You would think that this person would come on prepared. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. I think that was why they he thought that they were on good terms when he apologized to him. Okay, but then if he apologized to him, <laughs> I, I still don't understand. Why did Pat McAfee just attack him from behind? It just because doesn't make much I sense I don't think that McAfee was sorry for anything. I, uh, th- I It just makes no sense to me. <laughs> but I, we'll see how again, it goes. As, sh- as Rob said, I... I this is something that you can just wait and see. It, you shouldn't just have the entire story thrown out the first night. I'm not. Th- literally, we've been talking about this. I mean, since I think it happened it's, on the radio it's show. Fair to point out some of the stuff. It's fair to that, criticize I mean, something yeah, when it no, doesn't no, have sense to you. There, so I have a question: can, Who's going to be in Pat McAfee's corner? Because you do know Adam Cole is going to have undisputed error. And if he doesn't have all of undisputed error, he'll have at least one person there. So one would assume that so, Pat McAfee needs somebody. Actually, otherwise, I can otherwise see, that makes McAfee look uh, like maybe I can see Cole not having someone in his corner to prove the point. Yeah. That's but then also, history. okay, that could happen. But then if Undisputed Era comes out or one person from Undisputed Era comes out, that proves, proves McAfee's claim. And that proves McAfee's the baby face here. Unless, Wait, so again, unless Adam Cole is going to – So, so I, do Adam you Cole's actually gonna think that's going to happen? I, I don't know. I don't I'm know just throwing that. out things. Like you, like you could – Cole can be pushed as a baby face. I, I think there's enough weeks face. between now and TakeOver. I'm sure that's probably takeover? where the match is going to take place. It's uh, the... 22nd, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Three weeks. Let's wait and see. Yeah, I don't want we'll to. I'm not going to watch NXT. Soon. I will keep up so, with that storyline. I'm not saying it's top of your storyline. I just don't want to judge it and be like, oh, this is dumb. Like, yeah, it's no, not... absolutely. So, Adam Cole has to prove a point against a former NFL punter. Like that, that just makes no sense to me. He's I mean, a professional. No, you're he's a not, professional wrestler. It doesn't, it doesn't matter the world. what he used to be. It's just the way that he it talks does, about him though. on the show. It really doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's, it does. It completely, that is completely irrelevant to the story. I don't necessarily I agree with Joey's point about the punter thing. I just don't think that any of it really makes sense. When you Again, I didn't know – before I started criticizing this, I didn't know that that was Pat McAfee's gimmick, that he belittled people, and I thought it was – No, he's just, he's just like a cocky, jockey guy. Okay, like, well, that's he, that's just not what you said originally. You said that his gimmick was that he belittled people and tries to get – Like he does skin. belittle people. Like okay, then my point stands that but that's not really his sense gimmick. His gimmick isn't, "Hey, everybody, come on my show, let me belittle you." Well, that's what you, that's what you said. You said he belittles his guest, and you said he, he does Triple H, but not like the whole. He doesn't do it the whole time. Well, what like, you that's said not... about him to Adam Cole is that he belittled him the whole time. <laughs> yes, he did to Adam Cole. Well, it, it yeah, just, I watched again, the clip. He did. Yeah, it just yeah, doesn't that make was the much whole, sense that, to me. That's why Cole flipped out. Like he started off calm with it because he knew what he was getting into. And then it turned into 10 to 15 minutes of literally just being belittling to him. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It just it's it's doesn't seem like it's for me. I'm not the biggest that's, fan I of mean, these like work shoot. That's fine. fine. It's just uh, and I'm, again, I just think that there's there's fair room to criticize this. Is weird and kind of nonsense. I just don't here. think it benefits anyone. Well, I don't. I think it, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I think I, again. I don't think I don't think that people were gonna say that. Oh man, Sean Spears when he attacked Cody the first time. Man, that that sets up Sean Spears. We all, a lot of people thought that was going to push Sean Spears to the to the moon, and then he uh, lost, and then he I lost, didn't. and they lost. <laughs> I didn't think that. Well, me either. But yeah. a lot and of that also did. that also that also is a totally different thing. That's another. That's a wrestler debuting and attacking his best friend. This is a like a, a radio show host belittling somebody, appearing on a show and hitting him with a punt kick, setting up for probably a special attraction match. I doubt Pat McAfee's going to ditch his radio show. And is announcing. Yeah, he's not. Come, I mean, you become a full time wrestler. Yeah, you I don't think he's do going to both. Become, he has a. Doesn't he do like a decent amount of stuff? I don't think he's going to just drop. Not it really. Come do. He just does his radio show. He's not with Barstool. He's by himself. I also don't know any radio show hosts that are full time WWE superstars. I mean, there's so you know, I don't. There's, I don't, there's other don't, sports players that are full that do radio. I, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't see Pat McAfee dropping that. And, or, or doing both. You don't, again, just, you don't have to drop it. It's a once a week. Wrestling right now in WWE, in, in NXT is a once a week or twice a week thing. I guess, but again, he also is brand new, so he's going to have to be training at the Performance Center all the time. He's never wrestled before. <laughs> I mean, he's already, he's already made it made uh, the or he's, when he was talking to Triple H and Triple H was on the show. He did point out that he's going to be spending a lot of time in Florida for the next few months. So, well, we'll see. You know what uh, I have to say? It's really nice to not be the only one uh, arguing because usually it's just me against everybody. So it's nice to have somebody on my side. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. I mean, I, I've been I've been very <laughs> vocal that I think that McAfee would would translate very well into the WWE. I think McAfee or would too. Eddie I've wrestling. also said that I thought that McAfee did a great job last year on the SmackDown show where he had to commentate when the Saudi Arabian incident happened when they had to yeah. do the NXT takeover. I thought he was like genuinely great on commentary, and I feel like he's made a couple other commentary appearances. And he also did the pre-shows before. Um, oh, he's he the guy those. that wore like the weird stuff. Yeah, he yeah, he's the George the man. Okay, yeah, um, I yeah, think I'm really, a, I think I'm really interested. In yeah, I just McAfee, don't know, but not as this a wrestler. Is how I, no, I'm, I'm I interested I to see how he can translate to a wrestling ring. But I also think he would be a great commentator regardless. He'd be a great manager. My issue is with the introduction of him. I don't really know if Pat McAfee screams like big bad heel who's targeting other heel. Like Adam Cole's been like this mega heel in NXT. And maybe he's a baby face now. I guess we'll have to see how that plays out. But I don't know. We'll see what happens on the takeover. If McAfee wins here, (laughs) that's going to be it. I don't know what you do with Adam Cole after that. But I mean, um, it depends on how he wins. If he wins straight up or if he cheats. I, yeah, I guess so. Um, also, it could also not be a singles match. This could totally be Pat McAfee gets a tag partner and faces yeah. Cole yeah, and one of the true. undisputed guys. Yeah. So that's that. Two um, tag partners. The also the other thing before we talk about AEW is Raw Underground debuted this week, and Joey said he had some thoughts on it because he watched Raw live this week for once. Uh, yeah, it wasn't good. Um. I've seen clips of it, and I just don't. Yeah, I just don't understand. I see a lot of people like it, but I don't understand why. Um, I've seen like it's very polarizing. Like any professional wrestling, like if any company did this, it's just 
doesn't fit with today's wrestling. Yeah, like, if, it makes if the, AEW or New Japan tried to pull like, this, this would be the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, because like it's obviously that it's not shoot. It's obvious that it's not shoot wrestling. Like it's not like real. You can tell that they're not like really punching them in the face. So like, I don't know. It's just. It's well, just, so, so really again, rubs me the wrong. I, as so somebody so, who hasn't seen it, I'm not going to pass judgment on it. I don't as, like the idea. As somebody who has seen it, I haven't uh, seen it's, it. It's awful. And, <laughs> and a fight club where Dolph Ziggler is one of the fighters, that doesn't make me invest. Actually, Dolph Ziggler is a uh, a champion wrestler. Wrestler, like, but not wrestler. a street fighter. That's, but this is, amateur this is wrestling is a big part of MMA and stuff, too. But this so. is an MMA. This is Fight Club. I, and I'm also going to disagree with They're Joey on this. I don't, have, I don't have the biggest issue with Ziggler. What I do have an issue with uh, is that they filled up a bunch of this with unnamed wrestlers that have never appeared oh, on a WWE yeah. program before. There's a bunch of NXT developmental. Who wants um, to tune into Raw like, to watch randomly a bunch threw of in un- Eric Yeah, that is just a bunch of unnamed people, and then you also they also had Shane McMahon there commentating the thing on a microphone, and then you have a bunch of fully clad women dancing in like thongs and like fishnets and stuff, and it was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's twenty twenty, and we're getting a weird boiler room street fight gang thing uh, with a bunch of unnamed wrestlers, Eric from the Viking Raiders, and and Dolph posted Ziggler, by 50 posted by old. Shane McMahon with strippers. It's yeah, like, I'm not going to defend it, why. but I'm also not going to shit on it without seeing it. So it's it's. Well, uh, I've seen it, so I'm going to shit on it. Um, I mean, the, what else is new? It, That's all you guys do about WWE nowadays, anyway. So I mean, the, I mean, their booking burns, is awful. When it so. burns you out, in your I think opinion, you're allowed to. But like again, it's not just my it. opinion. It's a lot of people's. Yeah, opinion. but not everyone's opinion is right. It's it's your opinion. It doesn't mean it's yeah, right. Again, but like when you're burnt out by something for so long, I think you're, and I don't think anything should not be able to be criticized. But I'm yeah, not saying I it should. I can't. Don't think it lasts more than two weeks. No, I think, gonna, I think all you're going to do I is criticize, and why even bother to pay attention to it? I I uh, truly don't, unless I see it pop up on my feed. I literally don't follow WWE or anything. I thought it was worth giving a try, but um, it was anyway. Rough. So we got I, dynamite. I was just going to say one quick thing. Go for it, buddy. Um, my thing isn't like if you had. like underground as its own thing not in the middle of raw and it was just like thatcher gulak brian like ziggler like your really technical guys or your style guys and that was its own show like replace 205 live and do underground and that was a thing totally fine see i the fact that the fact that it agree because I want to watch wrestling. If I want to watch fighting, I'll go watch boxing or MMA. Okay. I don't need to see them fight like, you know, like MMA style. I don't, just, I don't disagree wrestling. with you, but I think like, Ryan's if I want to go see point, real like, fighting, I'll just watch MMA. I'm sure boxing. there might be some people that do want to see it though. So if they had their own thing, yeah, I was going to say that there's literally a WrestleMania weekend pay-per-view. All right. Well, this is where I'm going to jump in. Cause I know what I'm going to say. Josh Barnett's yeah. blood sport is very similar and it's, a. it's not the same, but it's, it's similar, not the yes. same. It's very similar. And I think if anybody was inspired, WWE was inspired by this to take this. Yeah. How to be fair, Riddle was the person who started blood sport. Yes, but now it's Barnett's and it's been yeah. running as Josh Barnett's Bloodsport since Riddle left the NDC. Well, um, he, he's only done one. I thought he's definitely. I think he's done two. No, Blood Bloodsport two was last summer, and then he was supposed to do three this year, 
uh, at Mania, but it got canceled due to okay. COVID. Anyway, the Bloodsport thing, also, again, Matt Riddle didn't invent Bloodsport. Bloodsport yeah, is no. based on Bloodsport, the movie with John claude yeah. Van Damme, mm-hmm. uh, which I have seen. Uh, and so my issue here, again, my biggest issue is that you're using Raw time to just have a bunch of no-name or likely never going to actually wrestle on Raw. Uh, just randomly tossing each other around in this boiler room. Also, the strippers, like yeah, no, I pushing. You're pushing that. like the women's revolution like thing, and then you're also just having a bunch of scantily clad women dancing and shaking their asses on your TV too. Which again, no, no, like no, uh, no criticism, but like sex workers and stuff. That's that's all fine. But on a wrestling show where it's supposed to be like. It, that, well, I don't really see the point in why it's Where there. They're also, and again, women's, yeah, AEW like, also has the same issue with the first with the first episode of um, Fighter Fest this year, where they had all the girls in bikinis. It's mm-hmm. the same issue. Like, we should be past this in wrestling now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, again, my thing is the difference between Barnett's Bloodsport or Rails Bloodsport and this is that those typically were booked with all people who were former MMA people or who were strong style wrestlers. Whereas this again, while Ziggler is a former amateur wrestler, he doesn't really fit the mold of like what that Bloodsport mentality was where Ziggler doesn't wrestle that style. Like he has some amateur wrestling, like grappling in it, but he also does like super kicks, big dives and stuff. It's mainly supposed to be presented as like hard hitting fights. And from what I've seen of this, it's not really that it's just, kind of like a WWE style of that. But again, I think if you put like Thatcher, Brian and Gulak in here, and then you could have some of like the random unnamed guys from the performance center to be in there as like their sparring partners. I think that would work much better. But I think if you're going to do this, I do agree. Make it a separate show. Don't put it on Raw. It just seems yeah. like a waste of time. But how many? But yeah. But like, so you're going to just have them guys like, no, face each I other mean, every week? Like that? Would I don't know. No, like you know, that's gonna a, get that's, really, really the, old. They're not the only four technically gifted MMA styled people in on the roster. But yeah, you have like you can and throw no, Cesaro, not ta- Nakamura. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say I'm not talking Lesnar. Lesnar, for all intents and purposes, is not an active wrestler currently. Um, but yeah, you've got Nakamura, you've got, um, uh, Cesaro, you've got Seamus, uh, Shane Gable. Yeah. You can uh, throw Baron Corbin in. Baron Corbin's a former boxing champ. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like the, now, Baron would I, make sense. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know every single person that's in the developmental system currently. Um, but like for the, some of the people that are like transitioning from either MMA or, uh, football or like other sports like that, like instead of being like, okay, well, you've got to fit the WWE mold of this, 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 and this, this is another option for you. That being said, I think we've put way too much thought in the raw underground because like Joey yes. said, I don't see this lasting more than a couple weeks. Uh, we talked about this earlier, but I think that this is going to go the way of just a gimmick that's kind of forgotten. I think they're just trying uh, to test the waters with stuff. And yeah. I think I think in a month's see time, scrap it. I think by the time SummerSlam comes around, either the, like before SummerSlam or right after SummerSlam, I think Underground's gone. So we'll see. And if there's any more big updates on Underground, I'm sure we'll talk about it. AEW Dynamite from tonight. Uh, we had our show kicking off with the huge 12 man tag match. It was Dark Order. It was number nine, who was some random person. Uh, Alan Angels, who's five, Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson versus the team of FTR, um, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. I want to say that last week I doubted the quality of this yes, because of did. how many people I was were gonna, in it. I was going to start that same thing. And oh my God, I was so wrong. 
This was insane. So um, this was great. Yeah. So last week we had the the ten man tag, right? It was a ten man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and we we said that we none of us really clicked with that, and we were worried that you know with twelve man uh, it might be even worse. This was this was phenomenal. <laughs> this yeah. was everybody in Ugh. here clicked. Even this nine guy who I, I don't know who he was. He served his purpose. He didn't do anything super memorable, but he didn't take away from the yeah, match. Dark Order looked great. Um, I want to say Evil Uno looks phenomenal. Evil like, Uno the, and Stu the way he's dropped and like he just looks good. Like I for also, what he was. I also I wasn't the biggest fan of Evil Uno's gear before. I actually really like it. It's really unique and it's something different that doesn't look totally ugly. Yeah. Um I, I like is. it. Um Cole Cabana continues to shine here as being the kind of oblivious uh face who's with a heel faction. Mm-hmm. Um Brody Lee looked fantastic here and I was very worried at times. Like there was the one spot later in the match where he was just like in the ring with like I think Kenny Page and the Bucks and I was like, Oh, yeah. he's just gonna eat finishers and die here, but they're gonna try yeah. to make it look strong. <laughs> By eating finishers and dying, uh, and then that didn't happen. Yeah, no, um, he, he ate the snap drag, the the double super kicks and into the snap drag, and, yeah. and then he uh, Paige tried to go for the buck shot, and nine pulled uh, Kenny out of almost those. hit yeah, yeah. Kenny. Like that was that was a yeah, 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 that was a good spot. Yeah, yeah good. there was a lot out. of really good stuff here. Um, so FTR is, in this match, there's this a lot is probably my favorite dynamite match in a while. Actually, this was yeah, this was this was a. Fantastic TV match. This is one Who of the. Who got hurt on FTR? So have... uh, uh, okay, was, uh, so Dolph, so let's talk about name? this. It was Dax. It was Dax, Dax Hardwood. Yeah, Dolphin. he did not. He did not get injured, but he did yeah. fake an injury here. And it, again, they did an injury well, angle, but I think I mean. it was. I think it was very certain that it's not an injury angle. And yeah. it's him faking his injury because what happens oh. here is he goes down. And the Bucks and Paige go to check on him, leaving Omega in the ring. And then Paige oh, dude, leaves all by them. himself. Six and then and Page one. leaves. Page leaves with FTR. Like, he abandons his whole team and is gone for a yeah. good portion of this match. Very yeah. The only and, ones left for a while were uh, were Kenny Omega and Matt. Yeah. And very, very questionable. Kenny Omega is going to snap. Oh, well, we saw that. We did see shades of Kenny snapping. Yeah. We'll get to that oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to, like, go crazy. Um, yeah. So, but so Paige walks out on his team to go walk to the back with the um, with goddamn uh ftr mm-hmm. uh also worth noting that uh, there was a one point ftr stayed on the apron as uh the bucks omega and page were all in the ring just spamming moves on people and they uh dax just kept like looking at his wrist like checking the watch like trying to show oh, that it's not yeah. 10 seconds so still being critical of that and it shows that their complaints are with both ev- everybody including adam page who they're being friendly towards uh mm-hmm. so that's definitely worth noting uh, they also got in the ring that uh, I forget who it was. One of the FTR tagged the other one in, and then they tagged Paige in, and the four of them went for figure fours. And I believe Hardwood Three. threw up the four. Yeah, sorry, Hardwood threw up the four for the four horsemen, and they didn't end up blocking in the uh, the, the figure four. But that's also worth noting. Uh, and so again, Paige leaves, and Kenny's kind of left out there alone. Um, and then who did we say got up on the to help? It was Matt or Nick. Matt. Matt, and then Nick came back a little bit later. Yeah, Nick came Nick came back and just started flying off everything. <laughs> yeah. Um but so yeah, <laughs> again there's so much to talk about here. Uh, uh and I just want to point out that the Young Bucks in these type of matches are absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the Young right. Bucks just it, they just crazy. proves how like they're one of the best. I, in the world. I don't know it's why insane. I, I I don't I still won't say I'm a fan of theirs, but like they're phenomenal wrestlers. I don't yeah. know. Um so 
Uh, yeah, and what else do we have here? Uh, Alan Angel's got a pretty decent showing. He was in this match for a while. Um, yeah. He went up against Paige at one point, and they made him look pretty good. Against Stu Race and Evil Uno, continue to shine here. Yeah. Um, Brody. We had the little Colt Cabana and uh, Kenny oh, yeah. Omega yep, segments. Oh, yeah, talk about this. Yeah, so Kenny, oh so we did get some nice shout-outs to being the Elite briefly when uh, Kenny chased Colt around the ring with um, their feud going on. And then later in the match, Kenny just, like, uh, gets on top of Colt and just starts like laying into him with fists, which is a nice shade to a couple weeks ago when he did the same thing to Marco Stunt. So we're still seeing yeah. the sh- like the mm-hmm. the teases of Kenny Omega like on the verge of snapping, uh, mm-hmm. going back to the cleaner. So, yeah, and very Taz, interesting. Taz mentioned that uh, from being the elite that he wants to kill murder. Him. Yeah, he wants to murder. Him. He wants to murder him. Yeah. Um. Eventually, uh, we Paige does come back out and joins back in, and he goes on a run here. He runs oh. through like the entirety of Dark Order besides Brody. This mm-hmm. was a great and sequence. Yeah, Alan Angels. So it's Alan Angels and uh, Paige in the ring, and he throws pa- he, uh, Paige throws Angels into the Dark Order corner, and Brody gets in and tags, and then those two go at it for a while, uh, which is very nice. I would love to see a singles program between the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And eventually, uh, the Dark Order does end up winning here, uh, yeah. which I think is very important. This is a big win for Dark Order. Yeah, um, I agree. Levels him. And, yeah, Brody levels Hangman with his uh, his discus lariat, and so he pins Hangman Page, which would theoretically mean that Brody probably gets a shot at the tag titles. And one would assume that he would probably choose Colt Cabana as his partner. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So, very interesting stuff here. Uh, they didn't have – because, again, if if – not sorry – if Brody and Colt win the tag titles, then that obviously might cause some dissension in Dark Order, since, you know, Uno and Grayson are a typical tag for that group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, lots of interesting stuff here. And again, they could freebird them. Yeah, they could. This is this was like a 20, 25 minute match with no commercials, too. Yeah. Uh, which I think greatly increased this. This felt like a pay-per-view like <laughs> level match. Yeah, with this, how crazy this it definitely was. did. Um, and yeah, I'm very happy. I was worried that Dark Order was going to lose this, especially once Paige came back out. Um, yeah, I was a little worried too. But, but they did I'm win here. That the right and people won. Yeah, I was a great. This was fantastic. This this yeah. started off the show on such a high note. Yeah, for mm-hmm. real. Um, after this, we got a. Um, we saw the best friends pulling up in Sue's van, and then we got a brief promo <laughs> from Moxley backstage about Darby Allen. I thought Moxley cut a pretty good promo. As yeah, expected. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, yeah he, I thought um, it was one of his best in a while, actually. Yeah, when Moxley's yeah. motivated, he's like absolutely like god tier. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, he's just very. It's not, it's not, it doesn't even matter what he's saying all the time. He's just very like charismatic, and the way he talks mm-hmm. is very always interesting. He's kind of like Bray Wyatt in that, like where you want to listen to him talk. They're just yeah. very entertaining to talk yeah. to. Because a lot of Bray Wyatt's like older promos are yeah. absolutely just he's saying nothing that we even understand. But yeah, he, but he it just feels so, like something. Exactly. He's just so entertaining. That, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just again, so Bray good. Wyatt could literally go out and read like a McDonald's menu and it would be fun. Bro, Bray Wyatt <laughs> um, can go out and can we get brainwash that? someone. I, somebody get to. him on Cameo. He would bring, he could brainwash someone if you wanted to. Oh, if Bray yeah, Wyatt was true. on Cameo. Yeah, I feel like Bray Wyatt is like one of the only people, one of the few people in like WWE and AEW who like actually keeps everything very close to his chest. Like he's Bray not breaking. Wyatt? Ray Wyatt, if he did ever jump on cameo, would make a killing. There would be yeah, so many real, people. 100%. Who that. Oh my god, for real. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, our next match was another tag match. Uh, it's funny that this was that this was not tag team appreciation night because there were some there's there was what we had like three tag matches in a row on this show. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this felt um, like a summer struggle uh, uh, show. No, yeah, not quite. <laughs> These matches all did feel a bit more important than some of the matches. On uh, yeah, I know. It's a joke. Uh, so we got best friends versus proud and powerful. Uh, and I thought this was another really solid match. It wasn't, yeah, it was nearly, good. As, it wasn't nearly as good as the opener. You know, nowhere but... near as good as that, but it was a very yeah. solid tag match. Both yeah, teams I looked really good. Yeah, yeah best friends uh, did pick up the win here, which was I was a little surprised at, but uh, I don't think the story's done. I think we're kind of just in the midst of the starting, probably. Oh, yeah, they've we, been rolling. We, yeah, they should. Well, see, I don't think that I don't think going. this is the beginning of a feud either. Like this is kind of just the continuation of best friends versus inner circle. I guess, but it seems like it's splitting up so that you're going to have best friends and proud and powerful yeah. having some matches. Yeah, yeah I was going to say like because you, you, you had after the debate, the best friends came out. So yeah, I think, I think uh, I mean, to, be, more to be fair, they're, be, they're friends with Orange Cassidy, and he was getting yeah. beaten up by two people. Okay, that is spoilers, guys. <laughs> oh Jesus, yeah, sorry. Uh, but yeah, so the best friends won here, and uh, it was what was it off of a roll up? I think. Yeah, yeah, it was a roll up on, uh, on from Trent on Ortiz, and then mm. after that, um, or as Justin Roberts says, Ortiz. Hell yeah, baby. Um, or actually, it wasn't right after this. Uh, after this, we had the the thing from MJF uh, in his uh, campaign office, and I know Joey's happy because Lee Johnson. Lee here, Johnson, baby. yeah, yeah, big and he shoddy, actually got baby. some uh, some big spotlight shoddy. too. Yeah, Lee Johnson got named here, and it seems like he's. I would assume that this will probably lead to a match between him and MJF at some point on Dynamite, just as a holdover before that, Moxley that and MJF. Great. Lee Johnson great. looks like the worst campaign worker ever. <laughs> he doesn't want to be there. He <laughs> then why uh, sign up to be a campaign worker? Because he needs to get paid. Fair enough. Who, who knows if he's getting paid? He could. This could have been a volunteer gig. Well, that is that's, true. But that's why he's regretting his volunteering, as oh. we can tell. Um, but yeah, uh, MJF was very upset with him for his, uh, his poster not being level. Yeah. Um, and, and he, so... gave, it's not like MJF didn't give him the tools to succeed. He did give him the leveler. That's yeah. true. Um, after this, we went... MJF is not a bad guy. Yes. After this, we went to the ring and we had Matt Hardy out in the ring already with his music playing and we got a promo from Matt. Uh, pretty solid promo here. It was him talking about since he like came to AEW and how he like AEW listens to the fans and how he wants to listen to the fans and he wants to focus uh, instead of just being broken, Matt, on being himself. Um, he talks about private party putting them over and how he sees himself and Jeff in them. And then he also saw uh, t- wanted to talk about how he saw something in Sammy Guevara, but he Sammy doesn't want to listen to him and he's just too busy basically being a dick. And, uh, and so. Uh, yeah, uh, Matt says he's kind of heard enough about it, and he, he's kind of. I, I was basically saying like Matt's just like kind of giving up on the Sammy thing, and then Sammy comes out and they get into a brawl here. Yeah, something like he's trying to reason with him. Yeah, um, but again, Sammy's too busy being Jericho's little baby boy, and uh, so yeah. Um, what was what was the thing that he called him the the butt boy bump boy? What he no. called him a bump boy or yeah, something. it was bump boy. Bump, oh. bump boy. No, it was yeah, it bump. was butt boy. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might be. be. It could be. Hashtag butt boy, baby. Hashtag Sammy Guevara is a butt boy. Um, <laughs> it's 2020. Let's he get, can be what he wants. Let's get hashtag uh, butt boy in the chat. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, um, okay. So Mac, or so Sammy comes out, and there's a big brawl here. A table set up. 
And Sammy tosses a chair, and Taz says that one of the legs oh, caught Matt my on the head. God, Ooh, I have yeah. not seen this much blood on a wrestling show since like all or since Double or Nothing last year with the Cody and Dustin match. Yes, uh, I hope Matt Hardy's okay. <laughs> this looked awful. He yeah. was covered. The table was covered, He's and then Sammy like a stuffed pig. Mm-hmm. Sammy yeah, goes for like a 450 splash, but he gets like some mask. So Sammy goes for like a 450 splash, but he gets like a little extra spin on it, and it looks like it turns into like a headbutt on Hardy. I thought he almost like he doesn't died. land on like his back. <laughs> he almost missed the spot. Yeah, I, this was this really looked bad. dangerous. This was, was just all it over. Turned the place. out, it, it, okay. yeah. I mean, not um, for Matt Hardy. But... This was very, this was very memorable. Um, yeah. And, well, as Matt Hardy used to say, you don't know how hard it is to be Matt Hardy. Yeah. And so Sammy stands tall and is covered in Matt's blood on like his chest. And um, his hands. I think they can fuel this into some kind of like, you know, street fight if they wanted to. Yeah, this kind of seems like if this, this feud think, gets like really I think this is really personal and yeah, yeah 100%. You really kill uh, each other. So there's a couple ways you could do this. You could do a big street fight at All Out. I also wouldn't be surprised if they set up Best Friends and Proud and Powerful for a street fight at All Out. Ooh, it um, sounds it. They made it seem like they're having a street fight next week or the week well, after. It won't be next week because they basically announced the whole card for next week. Yeah, did they? Um, yes, we'll go over that. Um, so I don't know. I could see. I could see them pushing it to All Out though. If not, mm-hmm. then. Obviously, Hardy and uh, yeah, it's, it's Guevara get it. Away. I could also see like a cinematic match too. Yeah, um, like a like a final deletion ultimate. Yeah, because if you remember, thing. like when the, when the pandemic first started, Hardy challenged like Jericho and in the Inner Circle to come to the Hardy compound, and that never happened. Mm, true, so, uh, that could always come back. I um, hope it does. Yeah. True, After this, true, true. we got uh, some live footage backstage at Trent's mom's van. Sorry, Sue's van. And uh, and we God had Santana it. and Ortiz out here with their their socks with the coins in it and uh, a sledgehammer, and they just go to town. They're monsters. Um, Ortiz, Ryan pointed out. Ortiz yeah, how could they do like this to Sue? So so Santana just trying to like break it as much as he can, and then anytime he hands the hammer to Ortiz, Ortiz just is like lightly hitting things. Like he was being very <laughs> cautious about it. Um, except the last thing he does, he like throws the sledgehammer at the windshield and he gets a nice shot here. It like sticks in, it doesn't like fall. It just like sticks in the windshield. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, Santana has a spray, ta- a spray can. I actually um, think he like lost like control of it. Like maybe he was trying to like probably pull it back out, but like he got stuck in there. So he was just I, like, hey man, it was a nice, like... it was a nice, no, it was, it was nice. Um, and so he spray paints Sue's name on the hood and then puts a, so it's no longer her man. Um, <clears throat> and then after this, we had our next tag match, which was Alex Reynolds and John Silver Baby versus Cody and Matt Cardona. <laughs> uh, Matt Cardona has a downstate theme that I'm sure Rob is so happy that downstate's doing another theme. I mean, listen, like the song's fine. You just don't want to hear him perform it live. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, like, <laughs> listen, downstate, they're fine for what they are, but I just think, like, I don't know. Hit up another band that's yeah. Better. I would I would like more variety. I agree. Yeah, like so uh, I, thought, I don't know. I'm not used to uh, Silvers and Reynolds in masks. Yes, yeah. from watching being, being elite. Elite, they're always without the mask on, and I mean yeah. they come out without the mask and they put them on. Yeah, I thought John Silver and Alex Reynolds looked really good here uh, for a team that never really gets to be on TV. 
Yeah, I mean, they're being just like in the corner. jobbers, really. Yeah, they're the job squad for the Dark Order, but they 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 held their own here, and I thought they. I didn't cool even games. remember that Cody was in this match. This match was all about uh, Dark Order and Zack Ryder, or uh, what's his name, Matt Cardona. So yeah, and I thought that was fine. I think that yeah, probably that is was. Fine. I think Cody that was probably for the it. best. It gives Reynolds and Silver something. Obviously, they lost here, but it also makes Cardona look good in his first match here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I there thought that, I good. thought Matt Cardona did look good here. Uh, but, you know, he showed off. Again, it is weird seeing him not in WWE after he's been there for so long. Um, but I thought he fit in here. I, I didn't feel like he was out of place. He definitely held his own amongst these guys. And so, yeah, I, I would be more. I would be interested in seeing more Matt Cardona in AEW. I have no issue with it. Yeah, hopefully he, uh, hopefully he signs a long-term deal. I don't know what his ceiling would be, but... I think TNT championship, tag team champion, maybe bring the internet championship back and put it on dark as an exclusive dark title. Yes. Um, That's fine. Yeah. But I, I think, think it's a fine. that when he first. I mean, if someone doesn't watch cool. dark, whatever. Yeah. It would just give dark something. Yeah, more. Um, and so, yeah, I have no issue with it. And I, I think it's a fine, it's a fine thing. Uh, anybody who's issue with AEW signing Matt Cardona is he's a former WWE guy. I think you need to get over yourself. Uh, I agree. Wait, people are saying that? Yes. People say that for like everybody who ever leaves WWE. People said that about Moxley when he left, and people said that about Jericho, them putting the title on Jericho. It's the stupid shit where you have WWE fans who complain about that, and then you have AEW fans or non-WWE fans complaining anytime somebody gets signed to WWE. Yeah. It's just it's wrestling fans being wrestling, toxic wrestling fans. That's fair. Yes, sir. So, again, Cardona looked good. If he continues to look good, AEW should sign him. I have no issue. Um, post-match, oh, uh, Cody and Matt won, obviously, here. And uh, he hit the Radio Silence, which is the new name for the Rough Rider. Uh, and post-match... I, I don't is, like the name. I have no issue with that. I, it, it bothers it, me. A, oh, okay. Yeah. okay. It triggers like the it, hell out of me. Why does it trigger you? What? Because it should be called, like, the... The cold Cardona or something. Nope. Get his get his name in there. Nope. Yeah. Any- oh, that's why Ryan doesn't uh book the uh That's why Ryan doesn't name wrestling, wrestling or name wrestling moves. Anyway, uh so after that Cody's going to the back and he's up in the tunnel and Scorpio Sky oh. comes out and uh taps the title and this is our tease for next week's TNT championship match. Yeah, uh, Scorpio Sky's been on a tear on Dark. He's picked up quite a number of wins. I forget what mm-hmm. his streak is exactly, but he's on a winning streak. And so he cut a promo on last night's episode of Dark, basically talking about how he doesn't want to bury the show, but he thinks his ceiling is higher than AEW Dark, and he mm-hmm. wants to be on TV more. Basically, I've been winning here. I deserve to have a spotlight. Yeah, he cut a really and, good promo. Yeah, his promo was excellent. I thought it was really good. Um, and so he, uh, Cody retweeted it on Twitter with like an eye emoji or whatever. And uh, and so this is this is our TNT Championship match for next week. I'm very excited for this. Yeah, it uh, it sucks that he's probably going to lose. Um, but I feel like that's okay because I can eventually see Scorpio Sky and like a main like a, a world champion. Um, oh yeah! Again, I mean, Scorpio's promo from Dark pointed out that I mean, he has people, two he people, has yeah, a star potential. Like he has, I think he just has it all. Honestly, he has. Yeah, you know, Scorpio's great. great, great I don't think I've, I haven't seen anywhere near enough of him to think that his but, theme is amazing. He's a really good theme. Um, um, I don't know it. He's a good on the uh, 
good on the mic. Oh, yeah, so. he's great on the mic. And again, he in his promo, he did point out that only two people in AEW have point, uh, pinned Chris Jericho. Oh, and it's, yeah. It's him true. and John Moxley. Yeah. So that's Which no is, matter what. That's, and he's also, he's also the first. Champion. Yeah. And he's also the first ever tag team champion in AEW. So uh, he does have, you know, a pretty good record so far. So I'm excited, and I already I texted in our group chat, but I could totally see them maybe doing the upset with Scorpio next week, especially because it's tag team appreciation night, and the four horsemen yeah. or two of the four horsemen are there. FTR's hosting the show. Yeah, uh, the only and... thing that's hurting him to being on the rankings right now is he does have six losses. Um, so that's why we don't really see him on the rankings. Yes. Um, but yeah, and hopefully, I don't know. Like like Pat said, I can definitely see there being some kind of upset. But yeah, I and I know. think again, if he beats Cody next week, Cody's turning heel. I think they'll do it, and then Cody joins the sets up for Cody joining the Horsemen. Yeah. Um. So we shall see what happens next week, and uh, yeah. Regardless, I think it's going to be a fantastic match. Agreed. I, um, I still am not sold on Cody being in the Four Horsemen. I still think it's going to be. Um, well, I mean, you could. Get, I think. Never mind. Personally, I, I think I think it's Cody Spears and FTR. I think that's the yeah, one. yeah. That's what I meant. I think FTR yeah. is gonna. I think FTR is playing Hangman, and they're gonna turn on him. Yes. Um. Or who knows? Maybe they're gonna pull a swerve. And I Kenny, also think Kenny gonna Omega is s- gonna lead the four. Oh, the I four don't know. Horsemen. I also think they might just screw Cody too. It's very interesting and unpredictable, which is what I like. But see, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like they're not. They. I don't know how they would screw Cody because they haven't really been hinting anything with Cody. Like FDR haven't been interacting well, with Cody. Well, they can screw Cody by stealing Arn away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Arn, that is true. Arn has but, technically like, aligned with them. But considering how many people Cody has at his disposal, like he has Brandy, he has QT, he has but he's Dustin. Not really, he's not with Brandy, and du- Dustin's with Brandy right now. Him right, but he, he had said that the reason that he only came out with Arn is because he only wants one person out there now. Like he yeah, doesn't want, again, like, Arn, a whole army out there. But, like, in storyline, in kayfabe, since Arn joined up with Cody, he's been on fire. Yeah. So him losing Arn would be a big thing for him. Yeah, and you could do with fair. Cody going on a losing streak. So I'm interested. Yeah. And like I said, it's very unpredictable. So I'm hoping they deliver with this. Um, and it's very nice because, again, this can go a lot of ways right now. Yeah. It's unpredictable. Um, I like it. Yeah. We go backstage and uh, best friends are at the Trent's mom's, sorry, Sue's van, and there's even more graffiti, and the tires are gone now. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and then they, they mentioned a rematch. And then Sammy they Gavar, also, also um, let be known that uh, Trent, during the promos, said that uh, you can mess, you can beat me and Chuck up, you can do whatever you want to us, but you leave Sue out of this, uh, and that when they beat, uh, uh, Santana and Ortiz uh, the next time wherever that is uh, that they are going to put Sue on speakerphone and they are going to force them to apologize to her. Oh, true. Uh, yeah. I would love to see that. Yes. I would too. Um, anywho, Sammy Guevara makes his entrance here with his cue cards and it's on picture in picture and like it starts and then it just stops. Yeah, they cut it off. It was very And it weird. was supposed to be one of those hashtag things, and they still cut it off. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know what was yeah. going on there. but So we missed out on that, but then we come back. Oh, boy. <laughs> we had our big uh, our Wednesday night debate here with uh, Justin Roberts introducing the moderator, who was indeed Eric Bischoff. 
Uh, I thought Bischoff, and they did note this is the first time Eric Bischoff's been on TNT in 20 years uh, since WCW closed, obviously. I thought Bischoff was a nice little thing here. He didn't, like, steal the spotlight from anybody, and it was just, like, a nice little role for him to have. uh, And some nice history for, like, if you're an old-school WCW fan to see Bischoff there with the... I'd say younger talent, but you have Jericho and then you have Orange Cassidy. Um, I mean, technically, Jericho's younger than Yes, he is technically younger than Bischoff. That is true. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so uh, they both come out, uh, and Jericho comes out with Hager, uh, who's just holding the suit on the side the entire time. The orange uh, suit, obviously. Um, And so the first question that is asked is, why why do Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy hate each other so much? And Jericho basically just runs him down, um, saying that he's not dressing for the debate properly. And then Orange Cassidy pulls out a clip-on tie and just hits it on. Mm-hmm. Nice touch and there. Tony Tony Schiavone said, uh, I believe it was Tony. It was either Tony or Jim Ross. I uh, was like, oh, that's shades shades of my, my senior prom. Yeah. Uh, Chris says that he, he he would use hate, but it's not a strong enough word. This is why he despises Orange Cassidy, because he doesn't take anything seriously, and he thinks that he's the greatest thing in wrestling history, but he's not. Everybody laughs at Orange Cassidy behind his back, and uh, so does Chris Jericho. He's nothing, he's nobody, and he's a flash in the pan, a ginger jackass who plays pocket pool on a weekly basis. <laughs> and Eric asks for Orange Cassidy's rebuttal. Silence. Uh, the second question that's asked is who is the better wrestler and who is the biggest star out of the two of them? Uh, Chris says that don't be an idiot. Um, he's held, Chris Jericho has held 50 titles around the world and Orange Cassidy has never left the state of Florida. Uh, despite Orange Cassidy being on a number of Dynamite episodes that are not in the state of Florida. Yes. <laughs> he's never been. It's an illusion. Uh, yeah, it's an illusion. Um, he's also not, I, 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 is he from Florida? He doesn't seem know. like he's from Florida. Hey, man. It doesn't have Orange, that Orange Cassidy could be a Florida man. Um, uh, you stop that. The only Florida man I, I acknowledge is Big E Langston. Fair enough. Fair. Um, and Jericho says that if they went to high school, he'd have chased him down the hall, wedged him against the lockers, taken his lunch money, and stole his girlfriend. And then he specifically says that Orange's jean jacket smells like old salami, tracker noir, and batteries. Yeah. Um, oh, no, that's, that's the greatest. I don't, yeah, I don't uh, know what Can I that, pitch uh... in real quick? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Orange Cassidy is a Jersey boy. He was born in oh. Stewartsville, New Jersey. Look where at the, that. Where is that? Stewartsville, New Jersey never heard of is it. in Warren County. Still um, never heard of that. That's yeah, yeah, North Jersey. West. Definitely West. I'm thinking it's very West more than North. Warren oh, County, Warren County North? Is, is like northwest. Okay, fair. Fair enough. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the next question was basically, what are your thoughts on global warming? And uh, do you want, Wait, hold on. Can I say something real quick? Do you want to know what the yeah. population of the town is? Two? Yes, sure. It's 349. Oh, wow. That's a small town. <laughs> so That's yeah. like fields. That's like... About the size of Fieldsboro. Well, bigger than Fieldsboro. Yeah, probably. definitely bigger than Fieldsboro. Yeah. Anyway, so the question, the third question that's asked is, uh, what are your thoughts on global warming? And Jericho says it's ridiculous. And uh, That wasn't <laughs> really the question. It, it was, was something about sea level. Very much differently. Yes, the, but, but. The, the, they referred to it as global warming later. And so that's, I don't remember what the exact question was. It was something it's about like, rising sea what levels. You, uh, it, yeah, and what what would you do to try to change or try to combat climate change? Yeah, and so Jericho basically says that it has nothing to do with wrestling. 
and it's ridiculous. And then Orange Cassidy cuts him off. And oh my God. Just, uh, no, Orange doesn't uh, cut him off here. He cuts him off on the, af- the after answer. Um, but Orange does offer an answer here, and he just goes on like a, a long-winded, like intelligent response about why uh, the, you know what the though? rising sea levels. I felt like this tried to be an intelligent response, but I, I don't think he delivered it really well. I don't. Know. I don't know. It made. It, I he delivered he, it. In I his I, he he, like he talked too fast for me to even know what he said. I think that was the point. Was and he also was like him. he kind of seemed like he was flubbing his lines a little bit. It seemed like he was. If he had taken it a little slower, it would have sounded more intelligent to me. It just seemed like he was trying to. Yeah, uh, I disagree. I disagree because he was obviously I, I can, it was he, something he, he memorized. At the beginning. Yeah, I forget what he what he said at the beginning, but he, he definitely flubbed, stumbled like, two on or something. three different lines. So it was um, just. But the point, I'm not the saying point it was bad. Me. It just it, it would have been better if he had taken it a little slower. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but so Chris is like shocked uh, at this, obviously. <laughs> His because... face the entire time was great. So yeah. As far as I know, this is one of this was one of the first times that Orange Cassidy has spoken on. Oh yeah, Dynamite. that is like I... those words he's ever spoken. Probably. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like he's um, he's, spo- he's spoken on being the elite, but nothing. Nobody, nobody, nobody cares about being breath. the elite. Doesn't matter. So it definitely does. Nope, it does not. It's not part of the viewing experience of Dynamite. I mean, I mean it, some it of the stuff definitely adds to it, yeah. It's yeah. not necessary, but it adds, like, Easter yes. stuff. Um, anyway, so the fourth question is, why is Orange Cassidy so popular? Yeah, popular, and Jericho hops on it again and just basically berates him, saying that he's the mm. epitome of everything wrong with wrestling today, uh, mm. and that he's basically the wet dream of smart marks everywhere. Um, and so, yeah. And Cassidy doesn't answer to this one again. And then the final question is, why does this match or rematch mean so much to both of you? And Jericho starts to talk, and this is where Orange Cassidy cuts him off by just shouting shut up at him. Um, and so, yeah, this was... I, I thought it was nice to see Cassidy actually caring, and I thought that he delivered on the mic here. He, he delivered yeah. here in this, the actual, I, like, promo part. This is where um, he really delivered on the mic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I again, he... what uh, What did he say here? Um, ba, 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 ba. he said he knows what he's uh, what he's doing here. He knows what it is. It was a scheduled debate against a guy he doesn't talk. Um, sorry, uh, that's the wrong person. That's Chris Jericho's part. <laughs> uh, uh, Orange Cassidy said he wasn't embarrassed about who he is and everything, and he cares about the title match next week. It's the biggest match of his life, and it's the biggest match of Jericho's life. Um, uh, it's not a title match, but yes, sorry, the rematch. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and. Whatchamacallit, can he imagine that uh, if he beats Chris Jericho and all that, and he wants to embarrass Chris Jericho, and Mikey J does not take this very nicely, and six J.K. are on him, J.K. lays into him with a knee, and then the two of them beat him up, and the best friends have to come off to, uh, you know, chase him off. Uh, before this, though, Eric Bischoff did award the win of the debate to Orange Cassidy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like this segment a lot. I thought it showed off both characters really yeah. well. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, Jericho's obviously great on the mic, and Orange Cassidy finally got to show off that he's really good on the mic too. Yeah, yeah, I really like how AEW for like like back to back weeks have thrown like little jabs at Jim Cornette, kind of about how he feels about AEW, Um, and what MJF said about like the uh, I forget what he was talking about, but he's talking about like uh, all like the high flying stuff. Um, and then Jericho with the saying that Orange Cassidy is what's wrong with wrestling today, um, because Jim Cornette's been like outspoken that like he thinks like Orange Cassidy is like a stupid gimmick and stuff. To be fair, Jim Cornette. I don't literally think that f- necessarily has to do with Jim Cornette, but 
Yeah, he definitely does share those. I views. mean, Jim Cornette has been attacked. I know, but w he's like not crazy. the only one. Other people do too. Yeah, but he's one of the biggest ones that do it. One of the biggest names, at least. Uh, yeah. Um, after this, we come back from commercial, and we have uh, Britt Baker in her wheelchair, and she's rocking a Michael Jordan jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's with Reba and uh, what's his face, Will Hobbs, as her bodyguard. And so the thing here was the Big Swole has to face an opponent of Britt Baker's choosing to face her uh, down the line. And so you called it, Britt Baker. I did say this last week, Britt Baker chooses rebel or reba she called her and reba freaks out because she was not ready she botches to um, get into the ring yep. <laughs> really uh, whether really that whether, whether that was planned or not uh, i feel like it added, was that definitely yeah. added to it whether it wasn't or not just because it made it like yeah. again reba has been a wrestler sorry rebel has I mean, been the, a wrestler i mean she did a moonsault off the top rope i mean so yeah, yeah actually, I guess, it was well, the middle rope yeah middle rope she, she goes to the afraid. top rope and then oh well down. Um, but yeah, so she, she was a wrestler. I don't know the last time she was actively like full-time wrestling. Um, but so yeah, uh, obviously Big Swole won this. Um, this this was actually fine. I did not, this didn't overstay its welcome. So yeah, again, Britain, Big Swole's story is very entertaining. Uh, Britt Baker continues to be just an absolute gem. As long as the storyline ends with Big Swole taking the loss, I'm happy. Um, I think Big Swole's probably sure going to win that. here. I really yeah. don't think she should. I definitely think she should. No, definitely not. I think it depends on who's the champ coming out of Brooke all. Britt Baker out. is the much bigger star here, so. Uh, but eh, I guess so. Uh, Again, what do you mean both... you get Britt Baker is undisputedly the bigger star? Here. I mean, Big Swole has definitely carried her own door in this feud too. Like she's she's really combated it. You're just saying that because you don't like her name. That makes no sense. If she changed her name, maybe I'd have a no, different that's, opinion. That's, that's awful. That's an awful. Her thing. name is that should not break. while you don't like the a worst thing I've ever seen that's from a wrestler? Idiotic. It's really bad. That's it's not stupid. idiotic. It is it's my opinion. You can't call me idiotic for having an opinion. I mean, like me calling not your like opinion idiotic because of a name that makes no sense. No, it does. It's it does my opinion. It has though. nothing. But that that. And okay, it's not just her name. That's I haven't like seen an anything in the ring that has impressed me at all. Well, watch Dark. I have no desire to watch Dark. I'm just I saying, watch if you want to see her, she's on every Dark, week. and she's I don't solid. need to watch more. And she's good on the mic, too, so I think this is going to be I haven't heard her say anything or see her do anything in the ring that's impressed me. I'm not going to say I, don't, I hate her or anything, but I can't take her seriously. Well, to each their own, I guess. Yeah, well, I guess I'm an idiot, so... Hey, I didn't say you were an idiot. I just said it was idiotic. Well, whatever. Anyway, uh, so Big Swole won here, and then we go to our main event, which is John Moxley versus Darby Allen for the AEW World Champion. Chip, not for the champion, obviously. That wouldn't make sense. Uh, and this delivered in spades, I thought. Uh, yeah, Darby I Allen, I honestly thought he died <laughs> at one point. He got thrown into the ring post head first. Why? From the stage. From Why? the stage. Yeah, it sounded why? very real. It, so no, that was 100%. Like, why? Yeah, that's Even really if he got his hands up, why? But I mean, it is Darby Allen. I feel like he just doesn't really care at this Jesus point. Jesus Christ. I don't like, even think Jeff Hardy and his prime. Like, I don't know if he, like, I don't know how long his career is going to be if he keeps this up, but hey. I thought this was, I thought it was weird. Uh, like, midway through the match, um, I forget who it was again. It was either I think it was Tony. They're like, "Oh, John Moxley. The reason he put this match together was because he really loves how uh, Darby Allen 
respects wrestling and is a big has been a big wrestling fan all his career or all his <laughs> life, even though it's very well documented that he doesn't like wrestling and did not like it growing up that he just did it because it translated it, it, he could translate uh skateboarding into it very well like he, he was he didn't get growing up he didn't watch it growing up like yeah, for someone that weird. doesn't really care about wrestling or doesn't really like it he's a pretty good wrestler yeah 100 percent. i guess pretty i mean that I could guess. also be part of darby's persona he could just say that he doesn't like wrestling yeah that like, is also a good point there's certain wrestlers say a Baron Corbin would probably make you oh, want to yeah. believe that he did not grow up watching wrestling, but he clearly did. Like, but like, it's not like something that he does like in character. It's just like him in like freestyle interviews, like when he's just talking about like how Maybe he got he's into doing the those thing. in character. We don't know. Uh, yeah. It's possible. It yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. I was going to say that he was uh, he. He got clocked like in the beginning of the match, basically. Like, and he started bleeding from his. Yeah, mouth. he started gu- gushing blood. Yeah. This was the bloodiest like, episode. This of is. Any, yeah. any I think this is also this was another borderline pay per view quality match. Yeah, this was. Yeah. If they if they got like five ten more minutes on this, this would have been up there. Yeah. Um Again, oh, it did. It, this did have one of like, the best feared near falls I've seen in a oh, long time. God, I really mm-hmm. thought he was gonna um, do it. So eventually, MJF and Wardlow come out. Uh, Wardlow comes out first, and then MJF, uh, like he, Wardlow comes out to distract Moxley or the ref or somebody. Uh, the ref right. it was the ref, and MJF slides in with the world title, hits Moxley with it, and then gets out. Um, and, and runs at the alley. Yep, and then Darby gets to his feet eventually, comes in with a coffin drop, and again, Moxley's been busted open here. He's gushing blood from his head, and uh, a coffin drop here. I honest to God thought Darby was going to do this. Yeah. Moxley kicks out at, like, two points. This was, like, a Roman Reigns level, like, uh, three uh, kick out at three. Like, this was so good. Mm -hmm. Um, And, again, uh, Moxley eventually gets back up, uh, and Darby fights him off, and then goes for another coffin drop, but gets caught in the sleeper hold. And Darby continues to fight out of it, and they eventually get back up. And then Moxley hits the Gosh Trial Pile Driver, which was a nice uh, shout out to Suzuki. So, uh, yeah, nice, I was, nice I was actually gonna, I was there. thinking that actually. Yeah. And uh, Darby kicks out of that, and then he, uh, he gets hit with the paradigm shift, and Moxley wins. And final shots of this are Moxley just like holding, uh, what's Whereas they call it in, what does they call it in New Japan? Death Rider. Yes, but in the Death Rider games. is such a better name for the Paradigm Shift. I mean, the Paradigm I, mean Shift... I feel like that version. I feel like that version is just the the Death Rider because yeah, cause yeah. Again, the, the Paradigm yeah. the Paradigm Shift here makes it's just sense the regular one. He, he cut the promo about the Paradigm Shift. Yeah, and like Death yeah. Rider is his persona over there. Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense that yeah. it's called two different and they're and they're performed yeah, a yeah, little yeah. differently. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm give, all around. I'm giving this thumbs up. I did not yeah. dislike yeah. anything on this show. Pretty. Yeah, I think we all week. kind of agreed that this was one of our favorite episodes of Dynamite in a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Like when we when this like halfway through the show, I was thinking, oh, this is like a really good Dynamite for the COVID era. By the end of it, I texted in the group chat. I think that this was like a great Dynamite, like of all Dynamites. This was great. Yeah, um, I agree. it's still um, not quite to the heights of like the pre-revolution Dynamites where they had like Page and Omega versus Lucha Bros and the. I mean, match with Pac and uh, Kenny Omega, but this was Which, still. Weird. I don't think I watched any of those episodes. So, those, oh my god, that Iron Man match is still one of my favorite matches of the year. Um, what were you say, Ryan? I was gonna say, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was, uh, but there's the one promo that they 
had on this show. I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, the promos we had on the show were from Moxley, and uh, Matt Hardy, MJ. Matt Hardy, yeah, it was during Matt Hardy's, where the crowd was just like chanting the entire well, the cr- time. Again, the crowd, the crowd. This wasn't a live crowd audience. This was clearly edited, like piped in noise. Yeah, I didn't like that because, like, it, I was again, it was a bit distracting at times, but it wasn't. Yeah, anything where that it, was like, the only one that I, I thought it was really distracting on was because, like, Matt was trying to was like talking. And like through his him talking, like the crowd at points was overpowering what he was saying. And I didn't, I, I didn't have any, I didn't, yeah, have it like that. Uh, again, maybe I just wasn't as tuned into it, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't hear the crowd overtaking him. Yeah, um, yeah I think I was more me. invested in Matt Hardy's promo. I guess I don't know. Maybe I just, um, yeah, I didn't think the, I didn't think the piped in crowd took away from anything. Um, so yeah, um, and then. So the, the lineup they announced for next week, obviously it's tag team appearance. We have appearances by the Rock and Roll Express. They will be there. Uh, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson hosted by the F, uh, by FTR. And then our matches for the night we have are Grayson and there's Stu Grayson, Evil Uno versus the Young Bucks. Okay. Uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy with the $7,000 uh, $7, on the line. Uh, if Orange Cassidy loses, he has to pay Chris seven thousand. Mm-hmm. And Cody defending the TNT Championship against Scorpio Sky. So yeah, that's AEW Dynamite. Uh, we'll be back next week with that. Wait, obviously. isn't also the that this episode where they reveal the new TNT title? Oh yeah, uh, next yes. week, Co- yeah, yeah. Oh, Cody will. Cody's be. definitely not losing it. <laughs> I don't know. You like you say that, know. but that could also yeah, totally be right. yeah, a red I guess, herring. I guess so, we'll see. Yeah. I'm not saying Cody's losing, but I think there's a possibility. Um, so yeah, next week we will obviously be back with dynamite coverage. Uh, whenever this new Japan strong show starts with the U S uh, new Japan cup, we'll be covering that. Um, when we get results for these summer struggle shows, we'll also have those Ryan and Angela will be back with impact and then keep an eye out on the podcast feed at the end of August for takeover SummerSlam, uh, the summer struggle, all out. um, stadium show and all out. We'll have reviews for all of those. And then starting in the fall sometime, uh, we'll have Raw and SmackDown reviews as well. So we'll have everything, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, again, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. And follow us on all of our social medias that will all be down in the episode description. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all next week.